Welcome to The Corporate Girl's Guide. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm here to help you navigate your career. Whether you want to make a higher salary, learn to negotiate, find a fully remote role, or simply figure out how to prioritize your mental and physical health while excelling in your career, I'm here for you. Hey, Corporate Girls, and welcome to today's episode. I'm your host, Chris, and today we're going to be talking about a topic that I know many ambitious women in the workforce suffer from imposter syndrome. In the solo episode, we'll explore what imposter syndrome is, why it affects women, and I'll share a little bit about my story. And then we'll talk about actionable steps to deal with it in the workplace. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's dive in. First, what is imposter syndrome? So imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon where individuals doubt their skills, talents, or accomplishments and have a pretty consistent fear of being exposed as a fraud. It affects people of all backgrounds and can be really challenging for women as they navigate their careers. Now, it's important to note that imposter syndrome isn't only felt by women, but studies have shown that women experience it more frequently and more intensely than their male colleagues. In fact, a study by KPMG found that 75% of executive women reported having personally experienced imposter syndrome at certain points in their career. So how do you recognize if you're experiencing imposter syndrome? Because I'm willing to bet that so many women in their careers who feel like they're not doing good enough or feel like they're not qualified to get that next job are in fact more than qualified to be doing whatever they're doing and they're just suffering from imposter syndrome. So here are a few signs you should look out for. One, you attribute your success to luck rather than your abilities or hard work. And that I know totally resonates with me. Two, you fear that others will discover you're not as competent as you think you are. Three, you often feel like you're faking it and you fear that you might be exposed. And four, you downplay your achievements or avoid discussing them with others. Even as we read this list, I know that I have experienced these things and still experience them to this day. And I consciously have to talk myself out of this state of thinking on a frequent basis. So if you experience any of these feelings, know that you're not alone and that many successful women have faced similar challenges, but there are ways to overcome imposter syndrome. And we'll talk about a few of those in a second. So I wanted to share with you that I have experienced imposter syndrome at every point in my career. So if you follow me online, you know I have job hopped frequently and done a little bit of anything and everything on my road to over quadrupling my income. This means that I scaled in my career pretty daggone fast. And I want to be transparent that I feel like I stumbled my way through some of these steps and felt imposter syndrome at every point in my career. So as I'm thinking back in my career at some of the points where I felt imposter syndrome kind of the most. I really feel like it was almost at every step of my career. Um, So I graduated college and I started a job doing auditing, especially since there was a mix up in my application and I was supposed to be interviewing for a transportation planning position and it ended up being an auditing position and I had to pivot like mid interview. I had no background in auditing and I definitely felt out of place. I ended up landing the position and I want to say it was out of sheer luck, but again, we're talking about imposter syndrome and I 100% felt out of place, especially during our team meetings, which way back in the day were in person. I remember fiercely taking notes and feeling like, why am I here? 
And this whole team is going to discover that I'm absolutely faking it and I'm not as smart as they think I am and I'm not capable of doing this job. But I showed up and I did it. I was only in this auditing position for a short amount of time before I became a teacher. And I taught for three years and then it was time for me to move on. This is when I made one of the two biggest leaps of my career and I went from teaching to a public administration role where I was doing project management for a local government department. I felt imposter syndrome filling out that application. I felt imposter syndrome taking the examination. I felt imposter syndrome at every step of the interviewing process. And I felt imposter syndrome every day showing up in that workplace. It was so incredibly frustrating. And honestly, I felt like it kept me from doing the best work that I could and achieving everything I was capable of achieving because I was too stuck in my head, too busy focused on, well, what if they find out that I'm not supposed to be here? What if they find out that I just got lucky on the examination or just I got lucky during my interviews? Mind you, I was barely even <laughs> existing or on this planet during the interview. I think I interviewed for that position two days after I gave birth to my daughter. So I was barely able to formulate a sentence. So after this position, I figured out I wanted to be in HR. So I applied for a promotional opportunity within our organization, but in a different department as an HR program manager. Now you've heard my career history, auditing, teaching, project management, and some of it kind of touched on HR and was aligned to some HR roles and responsibilities and recruiting and management, etc. But it's not really what I did. I definitely didn't have an expertise in this area. So I definitely felt imposter syndrome. I felt like a fraud filling out the application, but I knew it was what I wanted to do. And I absolutely knew I wanted that salary increase. It was a pretty big salary increase. I scored high and landed an interview for the division that I'm in now. I absolutely knew that this was what I wanted to do. I felt like I had made the right choice. I was still dealing with imposter syndrome for sure. I remember being in the interview with our senior human resources manager and my then-to-be supervisor, although I didn't know it at the time. One, thinking how amazing these women were, and two, thinking that they were looking at me like, how did she end up here? But I did it in fear and I got the job. And I fell into a role that I love that aligned with both my personal mission and vision as well as my salary expectations and goals so that I could support myself and my family. So I went down memory lane to show you that I have dealt. So I went down memory lane to show you that no matter what you see on Instagram, because it is a highlight reel, it is the polished version of me. I have dealt with imposter syndrome throughout my career. So how did I deal with my imposter syndrome or how do you deal with your imposter syndrome? Let's talk about some actionable steps. I want to say for the majority of my career, I wasn't dealing with imposter syndrome like head on. I was, again, stumbling through my career, figuring it out as I go and continuing to show up despite being afraid. And if that's all you can do sometimes, that is perfectly fine. Even if you feel like you don't deserve to be there, even if you feel like you're afraid or fearful, you show up and you do it anyways. So the first step in tackling imposter syndrome is acknowledging and validating your feelings. 
recognize that these feelings and these thoughts aren't unique to you and your situation and your circumstance because a lot of the times you only see the polished version of an individual. You have no idea what they're going through. Tip number two is to keep a success journal and a brag folder. So a really powerful way to counteract imposter syndrome is by maintaining a success journal. Make it a habit to write down your accomplishments, no matter how big or small, at the end of each day or each week. This practice will help you build a tangible record of your achievements, making it easier to see your growth and challenge any negative self-talk. Take it a step further and create a brag folder. You've probably heard me talk about this on Instagram. A really simple way to do this is to create a folder. Within this folder, you're going to drop artifacts of your projects and accomplishments, as well as an Excel spreadsheet. On this Excel spreadsheet, you're going to put the title, the dates, your, the scope and responsibility of what you're doing, of all of the projects that you've worked on, and as well as your accomplishments. That way, when you are feeling, oh, I haven't done anything important or I haven't contributed to this role, you go back to that document and you're able to see a running list of everything you've accomplished. And when it's time to negotiate a raise, you have concrete facts, you have hard numbers, you have metrics, and you can use that when you're applying to new jobs or rewriting your resume. Tip number three, begin to reframe your thoughts. So when you catch yourself thinking that you're an imposter or I'm just lucky to be here, someone's going to figure me out, try reframing your thoughts. Instead of focusing on what you don't know or can't do, focus on your strengths, skills, and the value you do bring to your work. And that running list of accomplishments, that brag folder, that success journal is really going to help here. Replace thoughts like I don't belong here with I've earned my place here and have valuable contributions to make. One thing that I did, especially when I was going kind of through the trenches of my career journey, is I took sticky notes and I wrote affirmations on them. And some of my affirmations were as simple and silly as people like me or I'm smart, I'm accomplished. And you say those things to yourself every day until you begin to internalize them and believe them and they become your reality. My next tip is to seek support. Talk to a trusted friend or a mentor or a career coach because sometimes an outside perspective can really help you see things more objectively. When we focus internally, we can really create kind of a skewed view of ourselves. So reach out to a friend or a mentor who knows your work and can provide you an honest assessment of your skills and abilities. First, they can give you a clearer picture of how others see you, which is likely not how you see yourself. And it'll help you realize that they've experienced similar feelings at some point in their career. And you're likely going to look at them and think, how could you feel like an imposter? That's the same way people are looking at you. And last, develop a growth mindset. This is something I'm really focused on at this point in my life and my career. And developing a growth mindset means focusing on learning and improving rather than seeking validation or avoiding failure. In fact, failure might be a part of that journey. So when you shift your focus to growth, you'll be more open to constructive feedback and see challenges as opportunities to learn rather than threats on your self-worth. I'm going to say that again. When you shift your focus to growth, you'll be more open to constructive feedback and see challenges as opportunities to learn rather than threats to your self-worth. So corporate girls, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to remind all you amazing women out there dealing with imposter syndrome that it is an ongoing process and it's completely normal to feel this way from time to time. I want to remind you that you're not alone and that many successful women have faced and overcome imposter syndrome in their careers. And I don't even want to say overcome. They have faced 
and have dealt with and still battle with imposter syndrome in their careers. So take a moment to think about the tips that we discussed and how you're going to implement them moving forward, recognizing your achievements, seeking out support, and reframing your negative self-talk. I want you to give yourself permission to be proud of your accomplishments and embrace the process of continuous growth. That feeling of growth and that feeling of being uncomfortable, that feeling of stretching is actually really good for your personal and professional growth. It is not an invalidation of your self-worth. And remember that comparison is the thief of joy. I always say online, don't ever look at me or any other quote-unquote career influencer and compare yourself. You see the polished versions of people online. We are all battling something day to day. Everyone's journey is unique and the only person you should be comparing yourself to is the person you were yesterday. And as you continue to grow in your career, always keep in mind that your value and worth are not determined by external validation. Trust in your abilities, your experiences, your strengths. And thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues because we're all in this together. And corporate girls, until next time, remember you're capable and you deserve every accolade and flower that's been given to you. That's it for today. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with a friend, share it on Instagram and tag me so I can repost you and all of my corporate girls tap back in next week for more of the tools that you need to level up in your career.